Hong Kong team. Full squad coming out. Big round of applause. Try time for Hong Kong. Ben Ryan goes over. Ben First Ryan. try in Hong Kong history. Take a bow, son. Hello and welcome to the first ever Hong Kong Rugby League podcast. I will be your host today, Neville Metcalf, and I'm joined by Jack Nielsen, dual Hong Kong Rugby International, and Ringo Lung, Hong Kong captain. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hello. Konnichiwa. Jack, is that the extent of your Japanese? Pretty much. Uh, I guess we'll wait until we get to Tokyo in June and we'll try to learn a few more phrases, mate. Okay, very good, mate. Okay, well, look, guys, we're really excited to be here today and uh, we hope you're going to enjoy our first session. Um, Ringo, last November we had our first ever rugby league international in Hong Kong. You were captain. Um, Take me through that journey and how did it feel being a Hong Konger representing your country and being captain, yeah, I mean, as as you can imagine, pretty pretty special occasion. Not not just for myself, but for the whole team and everyone involved. I think um, a lot of work is, is a lot of hours have really gone into it to, to actually make it happen. So the fact that it happened in itself, probably two years after rugby league started in Hong Kong, two three years after rugby league yeah. started in Hong Kong, two thousand and fifteen, we started exactly. So to have that. Only three years after we we started is is a, is a pretty pretty special occasion. Obviously, to to be able to captain and, and to bring the boys out, um, yeah, it was pretty amazing in in the sheds. It was pretty. I've got a little bit emotional and still get a little bit emotional thinking about it because it was a really special moment. And yeah, but once you're out there on the pitch, then all you're thinking about is rugby and all that other stuff kind of blends into the background, really. But yeah, in terms of the certainty, the build up was was pretty emotional. Do you think that? affected the way you played particularly in the first half yeah for sure um i think it more more in general we're probably uh, a little bit less experienced so a combination of um not quite as being experienced and also uh yeah the emotion because i think we, we probably forced it a little bit in, in that first half we, we always just tried to make that special play off the first two, you know two sets and and then we didn't quite make it, all the drops, we just kept conceding possession and before you knew it, we were on the back foot again. So I think in that first half, probably a combination of both um, uh, a little inexperience and also the, the occasion got to us a little bit. Jack, you're a dual international, Hong Kong's first. Um, how did the preparations and the, uh, the cap ceremony beforehand compare with what you'd had in the past with uh, Hong Kong? Yeah, I thought it was, it was quite a good process. Um, you know, not everyone gets to play international football or international sport. And I thought the way that uh, we got to be able to sit down with the Japanese and have a bit of a dinner before uh, the match was, was great. And then to receive a cap, um, obviously, it's, again, something that's very special and something I'll always remember. Uh, and then to obviously go through the, the process of playing uh, Another code for Hong Kong, I guess my adopted country. I've been here for about seven years, so uh, very proud. Um, it was actually nice to have another crack at that uh, anthem. Um, <laughs> yeah. so there's a few words on you, um, myself and a few other guys. So, no, definitely looking forward to uh, singing it again. So, yeah, well, I think one of the highlights was, if you watch the YouTube clip, is watching Jack Muir try to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, supposedly he was singing. I'm not too sure about that. Uh, he can confirm that, but uh, I don't think so. Yeah, he's a bit of a character. Um, I mean, within that team, guys, obviously, you know, there is some characters. We've got another game coming up against um, Japan, this time in Tokyo on Saturday, the 16th of June. What do you think you can do better to get a better result? 
we've got a few more experienced players to sort of come into the side that are now qualified. I think guys like Ian Molyneux uh, and uh, Preston Shrink will, will make a bit of a difference. We're all very inexperienced at uh, International Rugby League. Obviously, a lot of us have come from a rugby union background. The fact that we're able to get a few more trainings in this time leading up and then also leading into the uh, nines means we'll be match fit and just a bit more ready, a bit more prepared. Bingo. I mean, actually, I thought last in the last game, in the second half, we actually bought the sort of physicality that, you know, we wanted to bring throughout the whole game. And given, yeah, as Jack said, you know, this time round, a bit more experience, but hopefully we'll, we'll be able to, the big thing for me is to, Play, I guess play a bit more simpler um, but, and also bring that physicality right throughout the game that you saw in the second half but hopefully throughout the whole 80 minutes next time round. I mean it's an interesting point Mingo, how are you at 5 foot 6 in about 9 stone piss wet yeah, food? Maybe, maybe 5 foot 7 and a half, 5 foot <laughs> 7 and a half. Five <laughs> very, very generous mate. Uh, yeah well um, some of the boys have been feeding me some extra protein shakes after, after the session so uh, <laughs> um, yeah well I mean I guess a few, hopefully a few of the guys might help me out on the side, but I'll do my best, I'll do my best. What team do you think Japan are going to put out? I mean, last year they couldn't send everyone, it's on home turf this time. It'd be interesting, I mean, we, again, we don't know a lot about the Japanese team itself, but I'm assuming it'll be quite warm come that time of the year. Mm. Uh, maybe they'll look a bit like they did to us last year, maybe quite a mobile pack and sort of try and, and get behind us and sort of get us going on the back foot. I and mean, if we can adapt to that quite early, I think we'll be able to shut them down and keep them out. And then probably, you know, again, come home strong in that second half. Yeah. And I thought, also I think, you know, at this sort of level where we don't know, we don't have, you know, video footage, we can't analyse them, we don't know who their players are, it's important just to you know, come out and focus a bit on what we're going to do as well. And okay. as the game goes on, I'm sure hopefully we'll be able to work things out on the pitch. But certainly at the start, we'll try to do what we know we're good at and, and see see how that takes us. Bingo, you've been training now for a few weeks um, with Jason Fairley, the head coach, um, leading the boys. Um, who's impressed you so far and who do you think is going to make a difference? Yeah, well, definitely the uh, the player pool has gotten bigger this year, as you can imagine. Obviously, we've had the first one, so the interest is a bit higher. Uh, a lot of the boys know a bit more about um, the game now. So, um, in terms of impressing in training, uh, as Jack's already mentioned, guys like in Molyneux, who is a, a big leaguey, uh, been here for true leaguey. Right? He's a true and true leaguey. What is a real leaguey? Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, you call yourself a leading... So I'm St. Helens, that's right. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, we, we should save like that me. question for a future episode. What mm. is a true What's leader? A true leader? Yeah. Does right. it even matter, right? I mean, ultimately, what, 98% of our player base all come from rugby union. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Primarily because the sport's been here a long time. Mm. They've got yeah. a lot of good clubs, yeah. great social scene, mm. and a very good setup. And um, in, to be fair, I think we piggyback a bit on top of that. Yeah. In terms of, you know... We've got an advantage. Um, although we are classed as a developing rugby league nation, we're not developing rugby from the beginning here. Yeah. And um, we, we really do benefit from, uh, from from the Hong Kong Rugby Union, the work they've done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, come for another day, I think. What, yeah. what, what is a true league? He's a St. Helens fan, that's for sure. Yeah, he's a big Helens. I'd yeah, like to see him come to training. Uh, going like. back, I guess going back to the players, for sure. I mean, I know a lot of people on social media got very excited about Ben Ryan last year. Um, oh, from, first name on the team sheet. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> After the captain. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's a great rig on him. 
very good shape, very round, uh, bulldozing sort of shape. And he rotund, rotund, won, definitely won a lot of fans uh, on the pitch and off the pitch last year. So I'm looking forward to seeing him again. And then on the almost at the other opposite end of the spectrum, we've got Gus Spence. I mean, yeah. you say I'm five foot six, ninety kg or whatever. He, he's got to be half my size, and he, he definitely bats much higher. I think Gus Spence has really come on this year. We've in, in, the, in the trials, he really impressed, particularly with his tackling. For someone who is, you know, he's not a big fella. He's, yeah. But what we've seen, if you if you remember Ringo, because we also run um, Oztag out here, right. is he's really developed over the last few years, physically yes. um, and mentally. Yeah. And I thought what we saw the other day in the trials was his tackling was absolutely spot on. And we've just seen how he's grown physically, and, you know, more confident, sticking that shoulder. Yeah. Um, and if he can combine that with his, you know, right away uh, passing skills, I think he will be a definite threat yeah. I mean it, 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 when you play with him it's very obvious that he's just one of those guys who's not scared he's, he's just brave and he just throws everything out there he's not scared to take people on physically beating people one on one whatever it is he's, he's confident in his own ability and uh, that's really impressive to see from such a young guy I think Jack who have you seen I mean you're more experienced than all of us here yeah I mean I think uh, I mean Richard Lindsay for me has probably stuck out the most yeah. um, I thought he was pretty dynamic last uh, season but he's obviously uh Trained a bit harder because he's looking a lot more uh, dynamic and, and really looking to take more of a leadership role uh, within the team. So uh, for me, he's, he's probably one person uh, that we can keep an eye on and uh, yeah, he should go well again. Excellent. Sure. Right, not to put the curses on everyone, but we've uh, got to ask a question, right? Predictions. <laughs> okay. Score. 32-12. Good to Obviously us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going. I'm going to go 24, 22s. Hong Kong. Reverse. Oh, oh, no, drama. Bit of drama at the end there. We're going to hold out. Oh no, no, no. we're going to shut them down in the first half and then destroy <laughs> them in the second. Right, great optimism there, boys, and, and uh, obviously we'll all of Hong Kong will be uh, cheering for you and hoping for that first Test match victory. Um, success builds success. We, we, we and we need it as we build into a um, emerging nations World Cup year, which we'll discuss in a future yeah. episode. Yes. Shigi for Japan pulls up Ben Ryan, which takes him doing. Here is number 10, and it's there. Toby Lai across the line, under the dot. And the old story repeat sets, penalties, lead to points. Before we go to Japan, we have the fourth edition of the Hong Kong Rugby League Nines. And this year, we're also introducing the women's nights. Mm. Um, Jack, you've been <laughs> heavily involved in um, organising this, and, and particularly organising the women's nights. Just yes. give me your views on that. Again, rugby league is growing in Hong Kong, and women's rugby league is coming to Hong Kong. And we're very excited to have the North versus South Battle of Hemisphere game happening. Um, it gives an opportunity uh, for a lot of the local players, all rugby players in this case, to have a no go at another game. Um, and the feedback from them so far has been great. They've loved coming to training. They yeah. uh, even enjoy your training, mate, which I see. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. Yeah. So, you pay them? Um, wow. Well, what as well. It's my boy should have looked going. I guess no, so. Um, but again, it's an opportunity to give not only local players, but even Wailo expat players an opportunity to play a different sport, which is also going to benefit them for rugby. And, and I think that's the other thing. Um, we've had some really good support from the Hong Kong Rugby Union, Robbie McRobbie, Joe Hull, who's the women's coach, really uh, um, supportive because they see the benefit of maybe that next tier of players that maybe play a bit of national mm. level rugby. Here's an opportunity for them to work on 
a bit of tackle technique, ball carrying skills, mm -hmm. contact skills, and that will help them prepare for another season. Because I think eventually down the line, and the women have already expressed this, they want to have a women's uh, Hong Kong rugby league team. And, you know, if, if we can put uh, the structure in place to do that, there's no reason why they can't replicate what the women's uh, team did and go to a World Cup. Absolutely, it has to be an aspiration, doesn't it? No, You've sure. got to give people something to aim for. Yeah, absolutely. And I had a chat with, uh, with with the group I think uh, earlier this week, mm. and because they've already got rugby knowledge, again it's similar to to, to to the guys' game is that they've got the skills, they know how to tackle, mm. they've got you know they know how to pass, and therefore I don't see any reason why in, in a year or two we shouldn't be competing. Um, well, obviously, yeah. we're not going to beat the Jillaroo straight away, yeah. but are we not? Uh, <laughs> but we could probably beat England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we're coming, obviously, with a good skill set, and therefore we can fast track them. Yes. And um, and they are very keen. Um, you know, we're putting some big hits in there. I'm glad I was actually coaching. I think just as a slight tangent off that, but I mean, across the board, both the newcomers to league in the women's and the men's trials, training sessions that we've had, everyone just loves how physical it is, how quick it is, how direct it is, and that's a, a big draw, I think, for, mm -hmm. for a lot of players because, um, you know, they can focus on a lot of things that a lot of people enjoy playing and watching and all that sort of stuff, so, yeah, really good. And we'd just like to thank the Franchise uh, Stadium, big sponsor of the Women's uh, Nights. If it wasn't for them, we might not be doing it. Uh, you know, frankly, they've fronted up and paid for all their kit, paid for the team entry, um, and uh, are proving to be a very... You know, big part of what we're doing this year in rugby league. So, in addition to the women's nines, we've got the men's um, nine teams this year. Yes. Um, one team is coming back. Papua New, the team from Papua New Guinea, the Diamond Chiefs. They're looking oh, yes. to defend their title. Reigning champs. Yeah. yeah. So we're looking forward to see what they bring. And uh, a big thank you to Andrew Kittum and the team there for raising the funds to be able to come. You know, it's it's an expensive trip coming to Hong Kong. Um, and you know we really appreciate that. We've got the Tonga National Rugby League Development Team coming. Yeah, I mean, who's looking forward to it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might need to get a few more protein shakes in there. But. Maybe we're uh, two mouth guards. <laughs> we're two mouth guards. <laughs> but the game I'm looking forward to, uh, assuming it happens, is Pacific Towers versus Tonga. And that is a it's basically That's Samoa it. yeah. versus Samoa, Tonga. There's a huge oh. history uh, between our two countries, Samoa. I'm Samoa. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that as well. And I uh, might have to try and sneak onto that team if they'll have me. But uh, no, definitely it's going to be huge. Huge. I can't wait for that game. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, locally we've got the Coastal Cobras are coming back, yes. the Wan Chai Warriors. We've got some new teams. We've got yeah. Charlie Bears, Charlie Bears the yeah. Wave Wearers. Yeah. Um, Wave wearers mainly from a football club. Actually, wave wearers will be made up mainly of uh, Hong Kong Football Tigers. Club, Tigers Club as well. So um, they should have some handy players. A lot of those guys will come from the Premiership, Premiership, uh, Premiership A uh, grades. So you so think they could be favourites? Is that your tip, Jack? Well, I mean, yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I think they'll go well. I think they'll they'll, they'll be there come playoff time or semi final time. I think at least. And Mingo, you, um, I'm assuming you'll be playing for the Broncos. Correct. I'm going to be leading out the Bronco side, uh, so I'm going to tip us because I'm playing, so I have to tip us. Mm. Uh, but I think just overall, like the sort of teams, the players that we're talking about now, just goes to show how much rugby league has grown here because the standard, I'm sure, uh, this year is going to be much higher than last year, which was a progression from the year before. Yes. Uh, so this is going to be my third edition, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. It's going to be a great spectacle. Mm. 
Yeah, well, come down and join us. Um, the games will start probably at 4 p.m. for the ninth at Kings Park. Uh, like I say, nine teams. Uh, if we just go through the full listing for those who don't know, Banchai Warriors, Coastal Cobras, Wave Rarers, Broncos, Diamond Chiefs, Batonga yes. Development, the Bears, and I'm who I'm missing. Say the Cobras? Oh, yeah, and a Storm. Oh, yeah, a Storm. storm. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, the, the storm. Didn't they steal all your players from last year? Um, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie Jones. Yeah, yeah, we need a trans trans system. Yeah. Yeah. Probably used to stealing stuff. Yeah. Heritage-based. Yeah. Look, Oriana and Pacific Tower, between them, have decimated the one guy was. Decimated. <laughs> we are building from scratch. I, I think I've got maybe two or three players left from, <laughs> from, from a team that competed in the grand final last um, August. Yeah, I've got about two or three people there. <laughs> but they're all coming, not all of them, but a lot will come back into Wan Chai for Super League. Oh, right. Uh, but we will see. Wan Chai will not win, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I might be putting Some my bit of motivational team. Motivation uh, yeah, we'll talk about Wan Chai later. <laughs> Women's Rugby League is coming to Hong Kong. It's going to be fast. It's going to be serious. Um, actually, we just take us on to a, a topic. We, we watched that be various um, rugby league WhatsApp groups. I mean, how many WhatsApp groups do we have? Right? Yeah, about 20. Far too many, right? Jeez. Uh, anyway, some of the uh, we picked out some of the best questions, and I think the first question we'll go with was raised by Ian Molyneux, who has made his squad with the uh, training due to take place at Harrow um, Sunday. on Sunday. Yeah. Um, hey, look at that! I mean, rugby league at Harrow—that's that's a big development yeah, itself, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very nice. Never seen Collins at my life. Yeah, well, oh, it's great, isn't it? It's a great school. Uh, right. So, Ian Molyneux's question: How much do hookers cost? In one chai, hmm. Ringo. That's a no comment. I think it depends on the service, doesn't it? Uh, they'd be a bit more expensive if it's a full service. Yeah, well, look. I mean, I mean, I'm looking for a hooker. Um, oh. Having you know, one chai now doesn't have any. Um, oh, Ollie McCauley uh, was our hooker, so I don't know how much it would cost to get a replacement. Okay. Um, Tell you, tell you what, if you chuck in the seven-figure sum, I'll, I'll consider I'll consider a transfer to to Wan Chai. Or some beer, maybe some Guado beer. Yeah. Seven-figure sum or some Guado beer. beer, one of the two. I'm not I'm not considering anyone from Valley coming <laughs> to Wan Chai. Uh, so, look, Ian's asked a pertinent question there for for young single men to answer, and given that none of us are single, I, I don't think we're in the right position to answer. Maybe, maybe people should call in. Uh, leave a voicemail uh, yep. at the podcast. Yeah. Let us know. Give us some uh, feedback and uh, maybe we'll find out some information. So there's a call to arms there. If you have an answer to how much a hooker costs in Wan Chai, yes. um, send us a WhatsApp voicemail and we'll get you on the show <laughs> if it's appropriate. Uh, right, next question. So the next question came from uh, a favourite of Valley. Oh. Favourite of Valley. The Big Dylan Navra, why is rugby league growing like wildfire in Hong Kong? It's a very good question. That's a great I like question. the analogy, wildfire. Oh, uh, yeah. What are our thoughts? 
because it's a great sport. It's a great sport. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that I, mean, uh, I think after after sort of sevens finishes and after we played a bit of rugby the whole season, sevens done, guys still want to play a bit of contact. So I think if there's an opportunity to play a bit of rugby league, guys are going to get in there. But at the same time, uh, we, we run a pretty good ship, mate. So um, what we've been able to do with rugby league in the last couple of years to give people an opportunity to play yeah, and yeah. play in a reasonably structured competition and tournament like the Lions. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, Who else gets sure. to do that? So I think that's why it's uh, spreading. Yeah. I mean, I mean that definitely, uh, just harking back to what I mentioned before, but the game itself is running, passing, is very direct, very high intensity, and the, the lads just absolutely love that, don't they? I mean, yeah. take out some of the, I guess, more murky uh, aspects of union, breakdown, scrum, line-out, all that sort of stuff, and you, you really stripped it down to uh, kind of a very pure form of the game. Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on you ask, but yeah, that's my thoughts anyways. Mm -hmm. oh, look, I mean, I could probably talk at length. Um, <laughs> I, won't, I won't go into too much detail on the um, admin side, but look, I mean, I'm, I'm a league right? So, I know that. I'm, I'm biased, but um, I think people are playing because it is a great sport, but also we're, you know, we're a great bunch of people uh, by ourselves, you know, we're kind of, Shaking our on Todgers here, but you know the yeah, fact is, yeah. um, you know right. it's a good network of people. There's some great volunteers who are putting a lot of time and effort, a lot of unseen work going on, and we wouldn't be able to do it without all the volunteers, um, which is great. And the other thing is, I mean, what else are you going to do in summer, right? I mean, hiking. I mean, who cares? Do a few hikes. Yeah, yeah but it's not the same, is it? <laughs> uh, and plus, you know, we've got to be realistic as well. There is an opportunity to win a cap. Many of the people wouldn't win a cap. And even if even if not just international, I mean, for example, this nines tournament, you have to play against a Tongan rugby league development team. You know, that's that's something in itself, isn't it? So, I mean, there's a residence tour as well, right? Yeah. That gets to go around Asia. That looks like quite a fun yeah. weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of infrastructure going on yeah. now. Um, you know, we we have we've got residence, we've got Super League, we've got the nines, yeah. we've got the Emerging Nations World right. Cup. Uh, we've got the uh, Battle of Origin, yeah. Battle of Hemisphere. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of events. Very good playing opportunities, yeah. yeah. Right. I think the third and maybe final question we've got to answer. Uh, Jack I think this one came from a uh, former Hong Kong board member, Jack Muir. Yeah, and former Hong Kong Rugby League International. International. Uh, I have to say, Jack, are you and your podcast legal counsel? Yeah, it's not too bad. Maybe <laughs> we'll subscribe. You've unsubscribed, haven't you? Did I hear that right on one of the podcasts? I have unsubscribed. Um, uh, right. Well, hopefully they'll subscribe to us. Bingo, what do you reckon? I, I, yeah, don't, don't, I don't really mind. I mean, I know Melbourne Storm. I spent a month in Melbourne, so for me personally, I'm a bit of a Storm fan. Um, yeah, fantastic Storm glory, fan. Yeah, glory, glory hunter. So yeah, uh, for me, I seem like I got a good brand, good team. Players that guys know that you know maybe you're not necessarily a big leaguey, but you probably still know um, a few of the Storm players. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Storm. Mm. Plus I met Vinivalu and he's a, he's a lovely chap. But to be yeah. fair, Storm is only one team. Who would they play? Uh, Valley Broncos. Valley Broncos. Oh, that awesome! I like it. <laughs> I didn't realise you guys were in the NRL. Yeah, we're, did we're, you guys yeah. Uh, hit it with the skies? Slash Brisbane slash Valley Broncos. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> well, I'm quite old, quite nostalgic. But I'd love to see the old uh, South Queensland Crushers come back and maybe play the North Sydney Bears. I'm sure plenty of our leagues out there would well, love to see that game too. Nothing else for the names. Yeah, exactly. Great names. And they actually bring back those original players. So be <laughs> I support the Crushers. Yeah. I love uh, 
To be fair, I'm not really bothered which two teams will come. Um, it will cost around $800,000 to bring two teams along over here. Um, and, you know, with your, some of the associated logistics. So, whichever teams came across, you want them to have a decent profile. Mm. Ideally, you would want uh, them to have you know, some backers, because the truth is you may not make money in your first True. NRL game here in Hong Kong. You know, it's a difficult market. You know, we are a minority sport. Um, and then there's questions, you know, which stadium would you play in, right? Would you play in Hong Kong Stadium? Would you play in Mong Kok? Um, I mean... Kok. Aberdeen, yeah, Wong Chuk Hang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, there was, I mean, there's a lot of questions, fancy. I mean, which teams would you like to see play? Well, quite frankly, I can't give a monkeys about the NRL. Would you um, say so, Would you yeah. want Super League teams to come over, or would you go watch? Um, well, I'd like Bradford to come over, but they're not even in the Super League anymore. Um, <laughs> we could have a Bradford Workington. Yeah, yeah, Brad <laughs> that would be awesome, right? Bradford versus Workington in yeah. Moncock, proper working class <laughs> game in a working class area. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, great, I'm going to stay with that. Bradford Bulls versus Workington. Workington, big old Workington. Big game. Right. Well, thank you for joining us for our first ever podcast. We hope to be back. Um, if you've got any questions, send them over. Um, Meanwhile, I just want to thank Jack and Ringo. Thank you very much. Arigato. Cheers. Till next time. I'm an odds person, a probability guy. I thought this was big odds against 15 minutes ago. I would be starting to say that Hong Kong would be running into favourite now. Yes, you'd have to think so.